Hello, it's your boy Hybrid Make for the Annotate Podcast, Season Seven, Episode Seven. In the room tonight, we have your boy Dr. Kev. How's it going? Uh, good evening and fine. Good. Uh, we have Gugsy in the room tonight. What's up, your boy Gugsy? It's your boy Gugsy. Yeah, yo, let's go. What's up? Thank you. Oh yeah, the energy. I love it. And, <laughs> and Requiem. Yo. I think you cut your mic out with too much energy. Probably. I'm sorry for my I, lack of I'm so of glad you didn't run that entry by us first, because we would have said no. Oh, yeah. I uh, never uh, will. Never will. Um, originally, if I really liked Healer Girl, I was going to do an entire musical number. It would have taken like 20 minutes, but I just don't have the time for it. Or the creativity. What? Yeah, not a lot of creativity in my, my family. Uh, let's see. We are uh, going to talk about the new anime season. There's a lot of shows we didn't talk about last time. We're going to do some of those, and maybe Spy Family will come up again because it's so freaking good. But uh, otherwise, we have the news as usual, and then the uh, topic of the show will be sports anime, either full uh, full shows or one-offs because there's a lot of good one-offs too. Uh, before we get to all of that, though, Requiem, can we get some housekeeping? All right. So we've got some content up on our website which again is annotate.org or medium.com slash annotate-official. And this this time, we have some non-DocKev content. In fact, we have two articles that are not written by DocKev. That is, is some new records going on around here. Uh, our friend Stinolez, and I apologize to him if I'm mispronouncing his handle, but I, I realized I had never pronounced the whole thing, uh, wrote his seasonal roundup for winter 2022. His thoughts are always interesting, so I encourage people to check that out. And we also got a one of our, our first of the early impressions or first impressions articles, depending on who you ask, from our friend Alistair Hyde, writing about the adorable love after world domination. But fret not, Anite and Scotland fans. We still have content from our friend Doc Kev, who covered both uh, the old Tiger and Bunny and the new season of Tiger and Bunny. And wrote an article with the best title I think we've ever published, Pink-Haired Yuri Isekai Assassins, Oh My. Not bad. That's pretty good. That is top tire. Mm -hmm. Top tire, indeed. So So I'm assuming you like Tiger and Bunny Season 2, Doc. Yeah. um, I mean, it's only half the season because Netflix being Netflix just dumped, like, the first 13 episodes. Uh, It's a good thing Netflix will never come up in this episode again. Yeah, the remainder to come at some point in the unspecified distant future. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's good. Um, what they usually my... haven't announced when the rest of it's coming out yet? No, I don't think they have. Um, I did oh, have fuck. a look, but there was no, no nothing specific. There's another twelve episodes to come, so I think it's going to be structured very much like the first season, where there's like you know a, a, there's a conclusion episode thirteen where the bad guys are defeated, and then it turns out in the oh, second half spoilers. actually they weren't the real bad guys. Yeah, well, okay, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I have two episodes left, you dick. <laughs> Too late. We can briefly talk about that unless you want to, like, you just, like, kind of piggyback on that because I had a few things I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Um, 
I thought it was like okay. I didn't mm-hmm. love it, and I think that's just kind of Tiger Buddy in a nutshell. Where it's like this show seems like it's made for thirty somethings like uh, us, uh, yeah. where it's just like oh, uh, the, the Tiger Bunny, they're going to be like uh, mentors to all the other buddies because we have a few mm-hmm. new characters and they're they're teaming up for the first time. And every time it's like oh, we just happen to be in the right place at the right time, and it I don't know, it seems kind of mundane half the time which i both appreciate and also wish it would be a little more exciting it's really weird i'm really torn on whether or not i like it and then like the the quote-unquote main villains are just like kind of obnoxious i don't know i don't really like them either they are they are obnoxious i don't really like those main villains although it becomes less mundane towards the end to the point that it has and this is maybe not a huge spoiler but it's one of the most brutal and bloody battle sequences in the entire franchise wow to the point where i was watching it with my 11 year old son and going shit <laughs> i should not have let him see this Dang, but you, know, you probably yeah, shouldn't have said shit in front of him either well, possibly yeah, no, no. He's, he's probably heard nah, worse. he's probably heard worse from Tiger and Bunny because <laughs> there is the occasional curse here and there, and he turns and goes, "Dad, they just said that." And he is, I know you're what watching. What did they say the again, son? Dad, Dad, they said Shimata. <laughs> yeah, um, Shine. You know, hey, although this Whoa. may be made for folks in their thirties, my son loves this show. <laughs> he he really really likes it. So, Does he like Mister um, Black? I think I don't think he dislikes any it of them. Sucks um, so bad. I hate that character. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's love too. I love his partner's name. I am Thomas. Greatest <laughs> yeah. superhero name ever. It's so stupid. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's quite form formulaic the first part because it, it kind of goes through each of the new buddy partnerships that the heroes have been put into, and they all have their own sort of interpersonal problems and. It's about the resolution. It's like couples counselling, but heroes, I suppose. Yeah, and then Barnaby is like, uh, spoilers, in a coma for like three episodes. And I don't know, I guess if they're having yeah. a second core, that's fine. But I'm just like, man, he's just like, he's just out of it for all this time. I think there's a lot of setup going on in this that will hopefully be paid off later. And um, that's my feeling on it, probably. I like how... Okay, just, the... Go ahead. Just, just like the first season, yeah. I like how the... the the doctor guy at the lab basically has the same power as Meg in Family Guy when she gets superhero powers. Not familiar with that. What's grow, grow her nails? Grow her, grow her fingernails just a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. I remember that. <laughs> Slash. Oh, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's interesting to know that uh, kids are liking it. I just thought it just was kind of slow-paced. and It's... I didn't want to bring this up, but I think it's really strange that, like, the, the woman that just orchestrates all the, the TV stuff, like, gained weight, and they point it out, like, a few times, and then never comes up again. I'm like, wh- why why even bother yeah. pointing it out? I don't get that at all. Actually, have any of the characters actually noticed that she's put on weight? Because I was wondering about that. Yeah. It's just like, ooh, did you notice it? And then, then they just kind of uh, completely ignore it for the rest of the season. That must have gone by the by, because, yeah, she... At the first season, she was quite kind of slim, <laughs> reasonably attractive. Yeah. That's not that not the saying that overweight people can't be attractive, but she's quite obviously her character design is very different, whereas the rest of the other characters have not changed. I, I just don't know what their motivation for doing that was. And I did think about track, you know, covering that in the article, but I thought I, I'm probably going to get cancelled for doing this, so I didn't. 
Well, I got the impression that since they now have more superheroes and they have more, you know, the cute girl, they, which is just like the one new girl, I guess. But uh, they want her to be like a motherly looking character. That's the only thing I can think of. It's like, oh, well, she has to be like less hot because she's watching over them. I, that's the only thing I can guess. I don't know. She's not very motherly. No. I Are you suggesting that, you know, heavyweight people cannot be attractive? Yes. No. Shit. Fat girls need love, too. <laughs> but they, they got to pay. That's why I okay. want to bring it up. Anyways, uh, uh, we we go to we we breach all the mores on this show. Oh yeah, all anime fans are perverts. That's all we all know this. I mean, I mean, it's true. That's what it's for. Um, do we have any more housekeeping before we get into the rest of the, our impressions? Nope, that's it. Excellent. Um, it, by the way, it does completely suck that they're holding the rest of that show. They have those episodes already. Just give us the damn episode. Netflix. We're doing the same with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as well. They give us 12 episodes of that. And then they have to wait like five months. Well, well, even longer. The second part's not coming out until September. Isn't that only going to be like uh, weekly, though? They're not going to drop it all at once this time? No, they they did drop it all at once, though. No, but the second core, aren't they going to just drop it weekly? I thought so. I don't don't know. I didn't hear that. I don't know where I heard that. Mm. Anyways, we talked about that last time. So let's talk about some of the shows we did not talk about yet. And obviously... From my amazing introduction, you know that I am loving It's Your Boy, Kian Ming, a.k.a. Paripikome, which is what she says in the commercial break. Um, I haven't enjoyed a PA Works show this much since Shirbako. I really liked some of their other shows, but this one I'm just really digging. I love the characters. Uh, the Just the whole premise is ridiculous, and obviously the intro was a banger. So uh, I don't know what you guys think of it. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched it because I don't have High Dive, but I remember we just made fun of the name on the on the preview podcast. Like, ah, it's called Ya Boy Kong Ming. But the, people who are watching it, it's really, really popular. It's like a underrated gem of the season, apparently. Yeah, It's on my may, maybe-to-watch list, but I have not watched any of it. I haven't watched it either. And honestly, yeah, as part of it is the the name. It's Ya Boy Kong Ming. It has me... <laughs> It has me nervous on what is, what it's going to be, and then kind of people's reactions were like, "Yo, my boy Kong Ming," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> this is exactly what I thought it was." So if it's better than I don't know, I'll keep an eye on it, I suppose. Well, I guess if you guys haven't seen it, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Yeah, here. give it, give it to us. Give us the cell. It's it, Kian Ming. I think I don't know if he died of old age, but he died as an old man, and this show starts like in his era, and then he doesn't really like die and get reborn he just like kind of fades away and then he, he almost isekai but like really just like his soul's going into the future he just kind of appears i think it was shibuya he just appears in japan as a younger version of himself like oh i'm younger oh i could speak japanese weird i didn't even realize that like just they just throw away all the explanations you might want in the first episode just who cares get to the point where he he learns everything about modern culture he meets this girl who has this amazing singing voice and he basically wants to become her strategist to make her into like this, not really an idol, but like a really popular singer. Um, and like her goal is to like sing on the biggest stage in Japan. So it plays out where every episode he's using, uh, I forget what they're called, like the 35 stratagems or something. I forget, but um, what is it called? The the era, this era in China, the, the Three Kingdoms? The Romance of the Three Kingdoms? The Three Kingdoms era. So he uses like all these things that are like kind of known if you're a like a connoisseur of that era. 
And then, of course, the nightclub that runs uh, where... Wow, I forgot her name. The main girl where she works. That guy is a huge fan of the Three Kingdoms stuff. So, like, he immediately takes a liking to Kiang Ming, hires him on as, like, a bar- bartender helper. And he's basically using those strategies to, like, help her get more people into, like, her shows. And it's just, it plays out in, in such, like, a dumb way. And you know where it's going. Like, you could tell, like, oh, well, Kiang Ming, what's he doing? He's just, he's not showing up. Why? Well, I thought he was supposed to be helping. Oh, shit, this whole time he's been helping behind the scenes. Every episode's been like that so far. Just, is it a bunch of history jokes? Um, there's a few here and there. It's not like a crutch, but the, yeah, they definitely come up. Like what? Like I guess, what is the comedy style of this? Like what? Are, what do they usually do? I'm trying to think of a good example. Because uh, what, what I'm getting is it sounds like it's a bunch of history jokes, but that doesn't. Also, at the same time, I don't know what else it's doing. It's the. <sighs> Is the word is dichotomy the word I'm looking for here? Where it's just like you have this guy where everyone thinks he's cosplaying. Like no one thinks he's really Count Ming. They're just like, oh shit, I love the Three Kingdoms, dude. And it's like, ah yes. And he just like speaks in this regal manner and he has his fan with him the whole time. Just him acting like that in modern day, it could be really bad, but it's actually, I think, really funny. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be an inversion of the fish out of water thing, like Yeah, okay. He's out of his it's he's completely like, out of his totally. element, but it works because everyone thinks he's joking. He's out of his element, but he's totally in control compared to everyone else. So it's like uh, yeah. Um and then PA Works is always good at making characters expressive and fun to watch and this show is no different. I always felt like um Shirabako, like, it had the cute girls, but I always loved the old dudes. The old dudes were always like the best characters to me, and that is the case here. There's a lot of not a lot, but a few that are just, like, really fun to watch. And he's also, like, really nice. It's just nice to have a nice guy. Even though he's a schemer, like, sometimes he'll be like, oh, if this was a different era, I would have had all your heads on a pike. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I just really, I dig it. And if you don't like the first episode, you're not going to like the rest. So you can just give it one one watch. Find out if you like it. Okay. Thank you. Excitement. Uh, let's move on to something you guys have watched. So, is everyone watching? I think everyone's watching Birdie Wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a pretty good, uh, almost shonen sports anime, but um, let's go with Dr. Kev. What do you think of it? I think it's bloody fantastic. Um, my, my daughter has walked into me watching this and going, what the hell, Dad? Why are you watching golf anime? Like, well, because it's ridiculous and it has cute girls in it, and it just looks really good. Um, I mean, having played golf myself, you know, being Scotsman, of course, I have to have played golf. This is nothing like golf. Whoa! No way! <laughs> what you're from Scotland? <laughs> yeah, I know. the national but, um, sport of Scotland. You don't say. I know. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad that it's not like golf because golf watching it is really utterly boring. Mm-hmm. I do not understand why people like to watch golf. But if, if real life golf was what was like this, I would watch hours of it every week. Oh, man, um, I'd be all over the Masters if someone was yelling, Blue Bullet Tub! before they hit it. <laughs> yeah, the trees I... were exploding as they hit the ball. I, I, That's there. cheating. Fun. She it's cheated. Funny. You guys like, there's no rule this? against Blue Bullet. The day before she broke that branch, that's cheating. She interfered with the the course. I think it's hilarious. It's the main I don't character. think there's she, rules she, against that. No, they, they, they practice on the course for days before the actual competition. So yeah, fair enough. But she can't even play golf. She just whacks the thing. She's got no idea nah, how to play golf. <laughs> she's, she's the she's the Happy Gilmore of anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. 
I got three clubs. That's all I need to but, pretend to be a professional <laughs> golfer with the so mask fu- on. It's so funny that she's like a sort of underground golfer in the sort of the the, the dark the dark side of of golf, and she's. It's all kind of dark side of yeah. Golf. <laughs> it's all this sort of subterfuge. She's like pretends to be other golfers and has like rubber yeah. masks on her face. It's like so ridiculous. If you if you think about whether to watch this show, I, I only got two words for you: golf mafia. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Like, uh, yeah, what what? Let's see. This person is is living in the streets, and they're they come up, they're coming up, and they're they're challenging other gangsters. Oh, what what sport should we have them play? You know. Mm, golf. Okay. Yeah, definitely a, a lower class sport to, uh, <laughs> to 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 be playing on. I remember, I think a, a while back, one of our questions of uh, the podcast was like, what sport or what something would we want to see in an anime? And I remember I, we talked about golf being one of them. That you could definitely do like a lot of things with, with golf and you have the different uh, courses. And, and so far, this is being exactly that. And, you know... With also with like the Mario kind of uh, shots that <laughs> that we're talking about, the blue bullet. It's it's great. <laughs> it's like Hot Shots Golf, the anime. Yeah, I love it. It's a great I, time. I can't I believe to... she's fifteen. Like I know I've seen a lot yeah. of anime. I should not have been surprised, but I'm like I thought she was like in her twenties because she was impersonating yeah. that grown woman. And I just I yeah, like, she's very clearly not drawn fifteen. None of the characters look like they're 15, even though it was under 16's tournament or something like under that. Under 15, but they're under 15. 15. It's not under That's 15. That under is... 15. So they're like 14 or 13 or 12 or something, right? Yeah, okay. They're all, yeah. The mafia's involved in an under 15 tournament. Okay. Yeah. The golf mafia. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with this. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is not a, a birdie problem. It's an anime problem where everything happens b- before you turn 18. And then when you turn 18... You immediately turn into a thirty-year-old office worker, and then after that, you just become a, a grandma or grandpa. And they have flashbacks like oh, I remember so long ago when I was a kid. I'm like, you still are a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see more courses. I want to see them go like all over and do more crazy shots. And I want to see them play on the moon. It. Play on the moon. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do everything. Yeah first episode they had the shot where they were like near the train i'm like oh man are they gonna like have makeshift golf courses every episode but they haven't really done that yet i'm kind of hoping for the tournament to end and go back to some of that stuff oh yeah i definitely want because well i mean we've seen maybe what are we on episode three or four so and they had one thing that was before the tournament then an episode that was the actual tournament um so it was kind of the same course but yeah i want to see different courses and you know, have like all the 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 people who kind of are who are watching the the sport and do like their analyzations of the course. Like, oh, you can't possibly do this. What? And then uh, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yep, blue bullet. Whatever. <laughs> give, give me more of that. Exactly. I want to know what the consequences are for the girl getting to play in the tournament because she seems like she's so oh, yeah, sore or something like that. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do to her? <laughs> Started a day later. Like, how does that even work? Maybe I don't understand golf. But like, does she? Like, well, the show doesn't know golf either. No. So <laughs> uh, the episode before was basically uh, kind of like their warm, like the warm up period. You know, how, we talk about the Masters. Like, uh, they start usually on Thursdays, but even on, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays before the Masters, they're playing on the course to kind of like practice. So that's what they were doing on that day. And then the episode that she actually is playing in the tournament is the, that's the actual tournament. I see. Okay. 
Gotta stick to the rules here on yeah. Birdie Wing. Oh, I, yeah. I really hate that intro. <laughs> like, they, it came out in the first episode. Like, they just, uh, Venus line. I'm like, what is this? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Venus line. Everything else I had good. no idea what you were talking about. And then you, you and Venus <laughs> line. And now, now I know exactly. I, I can hear it in my head now. Okay. Yeah, you a hater. All right. Do we hate on Venus line? You like it? No. <laughs> it's no. fucking terrible. No, no fun either. I almost suspect it's terrible on purpose. I think that should be your new intro hybrid. Yeah, should I do that? That was way better. Can we just your, say your Venus boy line hybrid. things in that the voice? I don't know. How long can you do that voice before you just give out? About four hours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All right. <clears throat> so we all seem to like it. It's ridiculous. Uh... Almost shown in Mario Golf anime, but I think it's as fun golf. as you can do a golf anime. Like I, I can't imagine. Yeah, like, like a straight golf anime would be boring as hell. So I think this is as good as it's going to get. You could make anything fun with the power of anime. This is true. It's like croquet. We could talk about this later. Oh, not a segue. We'll get there later. Uh, let's move on to something else though. Uh, let's see what this. Uh... Uh, I don't even know anything about this. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about... Wait, is Don't Hurt Me Healer... We have two shows with the name Healer in the title? Yeah, there's Healer yeah. Girl, which is a musical show, and Don't Hurt Me My Healer, which is the least funny thing I've ever seen. All right, let's just do those back-to-back to confuse people as much as possible. What's going on with Don't Hurt Me Healer? Don't Hurt Me My Healer sucks. Like, it sucks really bad. <laughs> which like, explains why you're watching it. Right. Uh, well, oh, yeah. I, I gave it full three episodes. I might actually drop it, which is I don't drop shows. I can't I don't think I can get through another episode of this. It's not funny. It is an entirely it's like a gag anime, like a four coma. The show should have been six minutes long. If it was six minutes long, it might be tolerable at a full length. It's just excruciating. It's, it's you know, Manzai acts where one guy does something silly and the other person reacts real loud. It's yeah. just that over and over and over and over and over and over again for 24 minutes. Wolf. And the and the jokes about it is the the, the girl's an asshole. The, the girl's the, an asshole, but and like the guy's reacting to her. Right. The girl's an asshole. She says stuff that's inappropriate or mean or not what you're supposed to say. And like he goes, ah nah! and it's just that over and over. And it's never funny because at no point do the characters have any other dimension at all. So you don't care about them. So why do you care that like she's an asshole to him? He, he's an asshole too. Why like I said, the show should have been six minutes long. Like, it just, there's no reason for this shit to go on for 24 minutes. What's the premise? The premise is a guy goes out. He's a he's. It's a typical RPG kind of world. He goes into the forest to do a mission from his guild, and he runs into a what they call a mostly bear. It's just a bear with a horn. And he's fighting it, and a healer shows up. But and he asks her to heal him, and they end up uh, in a party. But the joke is that she's completely worthless and also everything she says is mean or inappropriate hmm. so he'll be like you know i need healing and she'll be like you know oh i didn't know your strength was so inadequate man he goes ah and that's just that over and over and over. that's over. the joke that's the it's, joke and it's it the same miserable. joke it sucks every once yeah. in a while there'll be a glimmer of something else funny like they go into a graveyard and they get attacked by ghosts and they can't attack them, so they end up like giving them psychological counseling so they can move on to the other world. And it was funny for like two minutes. 
and then it went right back to the same stupid shit. Like, tell the ghost, like, you know, look at this, uh, uh, this guy, he's still an adventurer, he's only 30, he's still 30, and he's single, and then, you know, ah, don't tell them that, ah, same fucking joke over and over again. How embarrassing. <sighs> I just want to, like, I don't know, I've done three episodes, I gave it a chance to prove it had any other dimension. There's actually this, this thing where they run into monsters, and they're trying. They're supposed to fight the monsters, but they end up just talking to them and like befriending them because the monsters aren't actually that bad. That could be a funny show if that was the focus of the show, but it's not. The focus of the show is this stupid Manzai comedy act, which could not be more run into the ground. Damn. Like they're, they're hitting China soon. They're what now? Like they're digging into the ground so far, they're going to hit China. Like they oh, should be yeah. at the molten core by now. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've talked a lot about how I don't like Manzai style comedy, and this one sounds even worse than it's, it's even worse. Than, like there are other shows where people do stuff, and then other people react to it, but there's usually some variation. There's nothing here. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I hate that. I hate the show so much. <laughs> I only really like Manzai comedy when it's like kind of being made fun of, like in uh, Odd Taxi or Osamazasan, but it's actually being like genuinely serious. It's like ooh. Yeah, they think they think it works. Like, work. it's just like, what if you took, you know, a, a one-panel cartoon, you know, from the newspaper, and you made a twenty-four episode or twenty-four minute episode about it? That's not going to work. You can't make Family Circle work for twenty-four minutes. You can't make it work for two minutes. Yeah. So, like this show, you know, if it was going to exist at all, which I don't think it should, it should have been a short. All right, well, let's just stop talking about this one. Don't watch uh, Don't Hurt Me, My Healer, apparently. Don't don't watch it. And I was going to say definitely watch Healer Girl, but then I don't know. It's it's fine. It's I thought it was going to be like a lot more like fun musical numbers, but a lot of times it's just characters singing and not really doing what – like they're singing what they would normally be talking. But the actual – when they're actually healing people, that's actually pretty good. I guess I should say the premise is that it, I don't know if it's like the present day alternate universe. Um, they've discovered like through science that uh, certain songs can heal people, and these uh, three girls are going to like get their their doctorate or whatever, so they could you know become healing doctors. And it's it's cute, and some of the songs are pretty good. Um, I, much like Tiger and Bunny, I'm kind of on the fence though. Whereas like I really liked it at first, and now I'm just like, eh, it's all right. Uh, our watch. friend of the podcast, Luigi, likes that show. Shocking. He loves wholesome things. It's very wholesome. <laughs> There's not a lot of musicals? That's what no, I there, thought like, the, the whole thing was I thought about. that was the whole... Yeah, there's a lot, lot of whole singing, gimmick. but there's not a lot of, like, musical, you know, where they dance and it's, like, very dynamic. I mean, it's a TV like anime. You know? and stuff. Yeah, when they, in the first episode, they had a bit more, and then they just... they in the sec- I don't know if it's the second or third episode, they had a sports festival, and they were just, like... Singing to each other because they're like, uh, like, oh, we're gonna beat you and we're gonna do so much better. But like, that's basically what they're doing. They're doing what I'm doing. They're singing what they're talking, and it's not really a musical. But when it is, oh, a so musical, it's like lame is exactly. Yeah. Mm. What when they do sing? Is it good? Pretty good. I don't know. It's uh, sometimes good. Sometimes it's kind of like, all right, this, this is kind of funny. I'm hoping that they do more of the stuff that they did in the first episode. Um, we'll just have to wait and see where it goes. I feel like a musical is inherently more expensive to produce because you have to have more going on. Which yeah, is yeah. Why, which is why I was just so underwhelmed with some of the scenes 
where they're just talking at each other. It's just like a still frame of someone talking. I'm like, oh, at least they're getting the lip sync kind of right. That's all right. Yeah, because you'd, you'd, you'd have to do musical numbers pretty much every episode. Be but great. I guess they're, they're, they're saving it for specific moments, I suppose. Yeah, like, for example, they had this woman who was, like, pregnant, and she was, like, you know, in pain. But obviously they're not going to heal her so much that the baby pops out. No, they're just going to make her feel comfortable. And they have these these scenes where like the background, like the old waves and the wind and just that stuff is cool where you get like the visualization of um, their healing. Those are the good parts. And uh, we get why, more of those then it's fun. Why can't they just heal her until the baby pops out? They're not good enough. Ah, okay. They're not good enough. That's what there's that's, I guess that's what they're studying to, to learn how to do. Yeah. As they get better, they'll be able to pop babies out of like men. Who knows? Got to oh, hit wow. that high C section note. Oh Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> nice. That was I shouldn't have laughed at that. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Raid Zeno will love that. He likes. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I would recommend it, but we'll see if it uh, gets any better. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, I I kind of want to know how Magia Record is doing, even though I gave up after the first season. That was the best choice. Um, in fact, the best <laughs> choice would have been not to have even started the first season because that's just a train wreck of a show. Oh, Didn't damn. it end recently? Yeah, they, they, I mean, they dropped the final four episodes all at once, which should have been the final four episodes huh. of season two, but presumably because Shaft can't organise their way out of a paper bag, it just uh, they had to delay it by about six months or something to get those episodes out. I mean, thankfully, it wasn't as much of a disaster as season two was where they just i don't know forgot to animate anything more than the odd keyframe and uh, didn't record lines of dialogue and didn't even subtitle lines of dialogue yeah it was a disaster um so i mean the story ends um it's significantly more miserable than the mobile game that it adapts which I have to say, I got bored of reading that story when I was playing the game, so I gave up. Um, so it kind of condenses it, but in a way it almost condenses it too much. I think the stuff that they did focus on wasn't as good as the stuff they could have focused on. I, I don't know. I, I just felt it was a massive waste of time. I mean, it looked pretty at times, and some of the fight scenes were kind of cool, but it was just a... I was kind of bemused as to why it even existed in the first place, other than, I suppose, money. <laughs> That's that the money. Is the, the, re, the money. reason reason we all go around. Yep. Sell some yeah. figures. Yeah. Got to pop those know. mobile game numbers. Pop them up. I mean, I, I, I mean, a couple of those final episodes were all right, but I mean, one of them was so boring that I almost lost consciousness, and I think, well, you know, this is meant to be the, <laughs> this is meant to be the climax of this show. I mean, it did not need what like twenty six episodes or something like that. They could have just cut out all of the just random shite and had it as the same length as the original Madoka Magica season. And yeah, what's been much better. But. What's the premise of this? How is this related to original Madoka Magica? So to completely Barely. spoil everything about Madoka Magica, at the end of it, Madoka ascends mm. to godhood and means that she um, saves all of the magical girls from... Um, so we're not following the third movie. Thank God. No, it's sort uh, of... If you, so, want, yeah. if you want to have this fight, we can have this fight now. Right? The movie sucks. <laughs> Just ignore ignore the third movie for the moment. So, um, so Madoka's oh, like the sort of godlike figure who's now got 
uh, yeah. looks over all of the different timelines that you know that Homer has gone through, basically, and she rescues all of the magical girls from their evil fate. There's one timeline that 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 God Madoka or Madoka, I mean, they call her, can access, and it, and it's this particular timeline um, because something changes, and so the magical girls are essentially on their own without you know Madoka's influence and these three magical girls hatch this plan to rob Kube of his powers so they they take on the abilities of the whatever they're called the creepy cat things yeah. and work out a way to save magical girls from becoming witches but in, in doing so it kind of dooms the rest of the world to become magical girls <laughs> um it's bizarre and they what? end up, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. And it doesn't really fully explain why that's going to happen, but they they create these things called doppels, which look like witches. So there's these sort of hideous, deformed things that kind of erupt out of magical girls' bodies, and and and, and by doing that, they get rid of all of the black stuff from their soul gems. But these doppel things can also take over their minds and turn them into evil things anyway. So it's <laughs> there's not really a big win here, but um, yeah. So that explanation is about as coherent as the show is, um, which is not very. Like that does sound interesting, but then you, you, the way you reacted to the ending, I guess yeah. it just goes it goes way off the rails, or I it imagine. goes off the rails. And, and you know, in, in in the game, I guess because they want to keep on churning out more chapters because there's a part two of the story, they don't kill anyone. Whereas at the end of this, they do murder some girls fairly pointlessly. Um, okay, great. Yeah, I mean, whereas with the original Madoka Magica, the girls that died, there was a good story purpose for that because it was all about exploring hope and despair and, and things. This show does not have the intelligence to explore any of those things. This this is just a story s- spinning its wheels. I, just, oh, I I really really don't like it, and I don't know if you maybe <laughs> didn't realize that. But, <laughs> I just uh, imagine. Kev's wife walking in and he's laying in the middle of the floor of the living room and he's like, what happened? So boring. <laughs> my, my daughter was watching this with me and at the end of the first season she's like, yeah, dad, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. And she, Did she watched the original Monica with you? Yeah, she really liked that. I possibly yeah. showed it to her a bit too young because it may have twisted her personality. I mean, when she was about eight years old, she had a toy QB. Um, oh, that's parent. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. Come imagine well, a girl. I didn't really realize how dark the show was going to be when we started watching it. Buy the merch first, then find out. Yeah. So it was whenever it first appeared on Crunchyroll, that's when we first started watching it. My my daughter's like, what, 17 now? So it came out in 2011, so do the mathematics. Yeah, let's maybe not do that. I refuse to do that. <laughs> to be fair, it's not clear how dark it is until episode three, right? Uh, the fa- it's that's it's famous for that yeah 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 that's a fantastic episode the whole series is fantastic I love that show and I'm really glad that there's a new movie coming out because they cannot leave it the way that um, yes they can yes no, they, they can, can because it sucked yes, yes they can you guys are just dumb that was terrible I'm, I'm serious. sorry I'm sorry realistic. Urubuchi did not want to write that ending. He was made to write that ending by the producers who wanted to leave a hook for further sequels that he had no intention of writing. There was going to be a happy ending, damn it. Not everything is a happy ending. Well, that's true. I mean, I actually quite liked the ending. I thought that was really striking and cool and quite a brave way to end it. I I love the ending of the show. That's why I was really pissed when they ruined it. No, they fixed it. I'm sorry. Well, (sighs) they they stamped all over it um, and said, yeah. 
there's no happy endings, um, which is fine, I guess. So, I mean, who knows where the new movie's going to go with this? It's not actually a happy ending. Madoka has to sacrifice her, like, her entire being for the whole rest of the world. That's not actually a happy ending. That is true. It's yeah. a bittersweet ending, but I thought it worked really well. No, I, that's the, the She third overcame. One. She found a way. That's what I like. Yeah, she, she found a way and she doomed herself for, for eternity. I'm sorry. The, th- the third ending fixed it because it's like, well, that, you, you, sh- you don't deserve to, to put all this on, on yourself. I guess Homer became Satan lesbian, which is, you know, quite exciting. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the, the theming there, yeah. Yeah, which I think sold probably quite a lot of figures. Uh, of course. That's, we're, we're, in the, we're in the business of making money, baby. Hamra yeah. hair flip gif insert yeah. here. <laughs> starting to think we shouldn't make anime based on mobile games. Maybe. <laughs> has, it ever worked, has it ever worked for anybody who wasn't Psy Games? Hmm. I don't uh, think of any. I have to go back to you. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but but Bahama, they, Bahama they, they, they figured games, it right? out, but nobody else has. You have to do a totally different story, but in the same universe. That's the only way it works. Yeah, you, you, you take inspiration from it, which you know also it helps if you animate the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. They got that budget. Let's talk about a few more shows here. We have not talked about uh, the executioner and her way of life. It was funny because I was watching my family episode three yesterday and I was like, man, this is a bunch of people that are lying to each other, but it works really well. And I know their motivations at all times and it's great. And I watched the executioner. and I'm like, I don't understand when this girl is being sincere or if she's just playing a character. Uh, I think the show premise is great. But uh, mm. otherwise, I don't know if I love it. I, it's definitely good, but I don't know if you guys agree with the like the way the main character interacts with the the girl that she eventually is going to have to kill. No, I actually I actually kind of really like it a lot because it's giving it. There's a lot more depth to the show than I initially had anticipated it having. Mm. Yeah, and especially, um, I think it's, uh, the, the most recent episode was four. Gives a lot of her kind of backstory. And yeah. even still, there's a lot of mystery. Like, I don't, she kind of just appears somehow. So you kind of don't really know, like, or like her whole, her whole past. Or, you know, the recent past, really. And, you know, any other kind of show probably wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, she's just some, she's just hired on. It's part of the priest. The, these, these priests are just killing people. And that, that's just, there's no, there's no reason that we need to, to tell you. Uh, why, blah, blah, blah. But they actually give compelling reasons and like, okay, we can't... All, all these people who are isekaiing here, th- these are the reasons why we have to execute them because of these these things that are happening. Um, the, the reason why we all speak Japanese is because all these isekai people come here and they're influenced. Like, it's giving a lot more depth to a show that I wasn't really thinking would have a lot of depth to it, if that makes sense. I think in the class they had like that ancient mural and they had like the boy and the girl in their 15 year old school uniforms. Just so right. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's very postmodern. I, I love the show. It's one of the favorite ones of my, my favorite ones of the season. Definitely. Yeah. I, it, it, I like so much. That I went and bought the first volume of the light novel. To start oh, wow. reading it. Um, mm, that's it, what it, they want. It, I mean, it does hew pretty closely to it. Um, so I've read the first like chapter of it so far. You do get a little bit more of the main character's thought processes. Um, but it really just explains more about why the world has been so screwed over by these isekai people. And you think, well, you know, if this was our world, I would want them killed as well. 
Right. Um, in fact, you know, I want most isekai protagonists killed anyway, regardless of what show they're in. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I this this show I think was made for me. Um, just just because I, I I dislike the genre so much, apart from a few specific ones. Um, I mean, like ReZero, I really like that. And what I quite like about this is there's a premise kind of similar to ReZero, in that the the isekai girl has a power which is fairly similar to Subaru from ReZero, in which if she dies, it seems to rewind time or something. Um, and actually, some. When I posted my review of this, some, somebody on Reddit suggested that the um, the girl may have gone through all of this before, which is I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, but it, I wonder if she if she kind of knows more than she's letting on, or just has a sort of subconscious recollection of all the stuff that's already happened, and that that sort of thing's really interesting to me. That kind of um, yeah, it's, it's a bit more complex than it initially appears. Yeah, let, let me pose a question to you guys because I because well. Originally, I thought that um, the show would kind of be like an uh, isekai flavor of the week, like, oh, someone shows up and they kill this person in different ways. But this, the, the girl that they are dealing with now, because she has this power of rewinding time, like, if your job was you have to, you have to assassinate this person who can rewind time, how would you do it? I, I pose to the, the rest of you guys. Right because now, I, oh, damn. Mm. That seems to be the entire premise of the novel series: is that you know the 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 executioner girl has to keep on traveling the world to find new ways in which she can murder her new best friend. Well, right, how, but, far, how far back can she rewind time? Unclear, unclear. Okay, because so my first thing to do would be like you weigh her down, and you drown her. She might rewind time, and then she's just going to go right back down to drowning, and she just gets trapped in a loop. But like she can rewind time at seemingly after she's died, so there seems to be a force controlling the rewinding, not necessarily her being conscious for it. Mm. Yeah, I, know, I was just thinking like you, you drown her, she dies, she rewinds it, but then she's just going to drown again. But like, like you throw her, wear in, in like a steel box, chuck her in the ocean. Hypothetically, she could just go back in time to before you even met her. Right, exactly. Yeah. You, no, you, don't, you don't, you don't know what you don't know how far she can go back. She could because in your. So why don't they have example, her? Instead of trying to kill her, why don't they try to get her to rewind time to before the first people came over and Isekai'd and fix all the damage they did? Just well, presumably, yeah, presumably, I would imagine that would take an enormous amount of power, and which would then probably cause a disaster that they're trying to prevent in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, one thing we didn't mention is that the more she uses her power, the more it like becomes unstable and could cause yeah. problems. Yeah. yeah. I really want to watch this show. I just, I just don't have high dive yet. I, I should just get it. You, I... Or you can sail. You can sail the seas. Wow. I do not sail. You don't recommend that here. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't. I don't I'm, not a, I'm not a straw hat. I do not sail. Oh, what that? Okay. But yeah, I, it's, it's an interesting, like, how do you, how do you assassinate a person who can re- rewind time and you don't know how far they can go back? You find another isekai kid who has a power the opposite of her power. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my power t- cancels all time loop powers whatever yep. that's all it is <laughs> yeah, you find someone with anti-loop powers <laughs> that reminds me it reminds me of course of a uh, big order because there's some <laughs> I, if the uh there's the something that there, some mission that was like oh yeah there's a, a nuclear missile is going to destroy japan and so they find they, they find no they no remember they, they find the one girl who's like oh I, anti-nuclear power and they just like ah okay next episode Fish guns. <laughs> Fish gun. Oh my god, I love that show. 
<laughs> it's a nuke coming down. I'm gonna punch the fucking nuke. Yeah, 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 yeah. My my punch my punching power uh, eliminates nukes or something. Yep. Now, if you, if you want to kill a time travel girl, just find a guy who can shoot flames out of his feet who can go past the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's gotta be there somewhere. Let's talk about something. We got a couple more we can talk about here. Uh, I thought there was one. Well, <clears throat> okay. So we all know that Toei was like I don't know incapacitated for like six weeks or so from that uh the the hack. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hacked. Yeah. Um, probably the long. I don't know, but probably the longest gap that One Piece had. They've taken a few weeks off, but this is like, oh man. Uh, they came back with a. I don't know if they were doing more than Dragon Quest and One Piece, but they came back, and when Dragon Quest came back, it was one of their best episodes. It was super good, just like the story, the animation was fantastic. And then yesterday, they aired a, the latest episode of One Piece, and that was also fantastic. So I'm just like, I wish they just take six week breaks all the time, just to it's, have these it's... bangers. <laughs> It's amazing what, you know, you give people some time and you don't uh, put too much pressure on them what they can do. Yeah. Hmm. Though I, I will say, uh, the next episode of One Piece is a recap episode, so I think they just used two episodes worth of budget to throw into the one that I just watched. It's like, oh, okay, we're doing another recap episode. Yeah, right. but the next episode of Dragon Quest ain't no recap. It's going to be another banger. I guess there's a new uh, uh, ending song, too. Yeah, got a, got a new ED. It's going to be uh, hot. Tarek, what did you think of that episode where, I don't know how to describe it without spoiling it, but basically they they just jumped in and someone showed up and someone disappeared. Yeah. R.I.P. Hadler. All right, well, I guess we could just say it then, all right? Your <laughs> yes. boy, Hadler! Your boy. No, we are not going there with Hadler. That man is evil. He had his moment. That was it. He had his, he had his Dar- Darth Vader throws the Emperor down the hill yeah, moment basically. of last second redemption. But it felt so good. It, it still was just a really great moment. No, I mean, it, it made perfect sense for his arc. Like, this is always the direction he was headed. Mm-hmm. But, he uh, couldn't have joined them. He did too much bad shit. Yeah, he couldn't join them, but, you know, going out with honor as opposed to, like, the, the actual big bad made sense. I, too, I don't... Mm. Okay, we'll, I don't think a lot of people watch the show, to be honest. I'm just going to spoil it. They should be. Watch yeah, it. They should. It's, like, it's just good shonen. If you like Dragon Ball, it's, like, faster medieval Dragon Ball with, like, if you love old school Dragon Quest, like it's just it's just mainlining nostalgia. It's it's like you they they kind of what was that the thing that the um, Avon he had the the necklace that like prevented him from dying. I'm like I'm pretty sure I had that necklace in a Dragon Quest game that just like revives you and then it's destroyed. It's oh yeah, pretty much everything in the show is is accurate to the game. Yeah, I'm super curious to see what's going on with him. I think it's just that he's like an angel, like he actually did die, but I, I have no idea what's going on. He's oh you know he used his life energy so he's probably just not strong anymore. I don't really know what's going on. R.I.P. to your boy. Yeah, boy Hedler. We got one more. Doing out like a G though. What? Okay, now we're just talking about other episodes of Dragon Ball Kai. What about the 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 pawn that fought Hume Kill? He just like got thrown off the edge. They didn't even have a fight. It was a whole thing. Is he coming? Yeah, back? they kind of just went. All right, that one's over. He had more of a fight in the intro. To the, the show. <laughs> like, I don't know. I assume he's coming back because that was weird, but maybe not. Maybe they're just going to drop it off there. Yeah, he shouldn't have fucked with Hunkle. Hunkle is the man. He's, he's pretty good. He's uh, Edgelord Supreme, but he's still pretty good. Your boy, Hunkle. Your boy. Everyone's your boy in Dragon Quest. <clears throat> and I just briefly, I want to talk about 
One Piece because they've had it's been really dragon uh, and they had a really great episode which was like almost all flashback but the entire thing was just movie quality animation just like beautiful uh, directing lighting the colors like a really brief fight towards the end the name of the episode was basically uh Luffy the man who will become king of the pirates like the, the premise that was the name of the episode I'm like oh this is going to be big if you're going to throw that around and yeah it was really good um, gonna be king of the pirates. Right, he's made of rubber. We're not talking about it. Won't be saying <laughs> So I just can't wait to be king. So, no, seriously, is is there even like a flicker of a distant light of the end of this fucking story? <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. Ten years, they could do it. Oh, come on, man. Give or take. <laughs> Judge, okay, judging by what's happened, judging by what Oda has said, I think they got two extremely long arcs. After Wano, which I, from what I understand, is still going to go on for quite some time. So, uh, I don't know. Wano has really reinvigorated my love for the show. Even if it does drag at times, it still has moments that are just like, wow, this is some of the best anime I, I've been watching. Just period. By the way, Hybrid, did you see the article from uh, Anime Feminist about the issues with his female characters? No, I bet it's very well thought out, and um, it's actually a really it's, good article. It's a really good article. You should read it. Yeah, Can you give me like the TLDR. Well, yeah, it's basically that you know his character, his female characters have gotten uh, drawn more. They become visually more, you know, just the same body shape and big boobs, and they've gotten less to do and less agency as time's gone on. Um, yeah, like or- originally, I guess some of the writing for their characters like gave them a lot more a lot more agency and stuff. But recently, I guess it's kind of been dropping. And as pe- people are trying to, to talk to him about it and maybe give him some light criticism, and it seems like he's not responding to it well. Yeah, uh, the, part of the, of? Art- the big part of the article was that when he's criticized about it, he doubles down. Right, yeah. I think he was heading towards that for sure. But I think Wano, it's, or no, not even Wano, Whole Cake Island, where they had like big mom, just like she's really massive woman, just like she has a lot of different layers, but ultimately she is evil. Like she had a really good uh, backstory to her. And then Yamato, which, you know, we're not going to get into this discussion. Some people say it's a trans character, but not like her. She's very nuanced as well. Um, Robin has always been a really well written character. But yes, I do think that at some point, their body types were all pretty much the same. And then when we got to like whole cake Island, it feel like he was kind of like backpedaling and making much better written female characters. So I'm maybe, not sure. Hmm? Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe he's responding to it finally. Yeah. It's though. So, yeah, I think that maybe I'll send you the article. <laughs> you should read the article and we can like, maybe bring it up next time. Yeah. It'll link me in the discord. Okay. Check it out. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. Cause you know, I always find one piece fascinating from, a distance because obviously I haven't watched anything since the four kids dub days where they you know took out cigarettes and added lollipops. Mm-hmm. But I find it fascinating just because like it's such a massive narrative. There's nothing. It's gone on so long now. There's nothing to really compare it to anymore. I mean, Dragon Ball Z really. Maybe, but that, even that eventually. It's in that tier. Yeah, I think it's a very different show. Like Dragon Ball is just like oh, more power levels, whereas One Piece is about the world and the exploring the world and oh, how yeah. he affects the world around him. Whereas Goku's like, I'm a terrible dad, and you shouldn't be like me at all. Oh wait, I got a new Saiyan level. Like it's not even close. He was a really shitty dad. Like I don't think and that grandfather was on that. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying they're kind of in the same tier, sort of. Yeah. 
seem basic shonen. It's like Gohan like gets a real job and takes care of his kids, and they make fun of him for it. Way better. You've um, gotten weak. Like this is this is some lame shit. Goku's just a boomer. What do you want? <laughs> Deal with it. Anyways, it's hard to recommend One Piece because it's so long. But it, like, if you have just nothing going on in your life, just watch. Like, look up a guide online which episodes you can skip, and you can just like plow through that story or read the manga. I don't know. Are we over a thousand episodes on One Piece? Yeah, we have oh, been. Way over. Oh, way over. Okay. Way over. No, no, it's like one twelve or something. Uh, well, it's it's significantly past. I say one fifteen. That was what it was. That's a lot of episodes, even with, lot, with recap so and shit. They used so to have filler. Episodes. They used to have a lot of filler, and then they're like, "We're just gonna <laughs> drag every episode instead." And like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> do that now." And I got mad at Hunter Hunter for being a hundred episodes. But it oh, is man. consistently good, though. All right, I think it's time for news. His um, part where we put in the ad, yeah, yeah. Give me, a, give me a song, Rick. Do, 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 do. It's time for the anime news. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start. I really with... do need to get like an ad for like Ra- Raid Shadow Legends or uh, Nectar Mattress or I don't know what else. Uh, Warby Parker. What's that like egg you can put your dick in? Whoa, well, we're not getting ads from that. Jenga egg. Yeah, let's get them. Yeah, you know what? I'll, if they want to pay, we'll take it. I mean, five bucks an episode. We, are not, we have no pride here. No pride. Uh, speaking of no pride, tell me about Netflix, Gugsy. Well, it's been the big news kind of all over the place that Netflix is losing lots and lots of people. Um, and so they, for lots of reasons. And we'll, we, can, we can get into it, but recently what they're doing to, to try and um, you know, regain some of the people who have unsubscribed to Netflix is they're now advertising that they're going to create uh, a lower pricing tier with ads um, so that they can get people to you know, pay a lower price for Netflix and suffer through whatever ads that they want to put through. But it's, it's, that's not, that's not going to help. And um, I mean, bas- it's, it's basically, um, you know, how in, in, like that in Black Friday that they, they say, oh, it's now it's, it's 60% off. But if you look at the actual price of what it was before, it's like significantly raised. That's what they're, so, they're, that's what they're doing here is they're increasing the price for everyone else and then advertising kind of is it's going to be what the price was before, but with ads. And so it's Netflix is, has so many problems and I can go long on all the stupid things that Netflix does, but I don't know what you guys have to think about this. I want to know, are they raising the price of, like, didn't they just raise the price? They raised it. They already raised it, yeah. and now they're advertising, oh, it's a lower, but it was the price it was before. Or, so that's not getting raised again, but they raised it right yet. before. No, but, they can, but they'll raise it again because, you know, capitalism. So um, it's, it's just very stupid. It's very short-sighted what they're doing. It just yeah. it doesn't seem when you when your when your competition increases, it's not a good idea to then raise your prices. No, and I can tell you this, having worked for Hulu before, people do not want to pay a subscription that includes ads. People don't want that. No, people hate that. I have never. Yeah, I hate Hulu. Sorry. I, no, like, I, I, there's a reason. I, like almost no one, no one subscribed to that level. Like everyone either didn't subscribe. Or subscribed at no ads because there's, there's almost nothing worse than you're paying five ninety nine a month and then you get a freaking ad. Like nobody wants to do that. 
the problem with the problem with Netflix, and I've I've said it before, I'll say it a hundred times, is that the releasing everything all at once is a really terrible idea. It's really bad for business. If you have something and you want people to talk about it and you want people to organically spread awareness of the show of what you're producing, you want you should release episodes weekly. That way, people talk about it. People talk about it and they speculate, oh, what hap- what's going to happen on the next episode? All of that is free marketing that they're, they're just essentially punting away. If you could imagine uh, if, for the, if, if every anime season was like this, like if they just, if instead of doing it weekly, if every single season anime was just dropped on different days, we wouldn't be able to have a podcast because we wouldn't be able to talk about any of the shows that's going on because everyone would be in just different places all the time. And that's what Netflix consistently does. And the fact that they don't understand that and they're now doubling down and making Stranger Things 30 million an episode and they're just going to drop it all at once and, it's, and no one's going to talk about it at all. Like it's, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre what they're doing. It's hey, nothing to do with anime as well. I mean, like we talked about you JoJo do with earlier. Anime. Yeah, because like, like you know, JoJo was like a super popular show. Whenever the previous seasons were on weekly, you would see lots of discussion about lots. Yeah, and then and, they, and they dropped they dropped Stone Ocean, and I have not seen a single person talk about it no. at all. No, like nobody literally talks the to be continued meme they like created it. <laughs> right, and in every every other season of JoJo's has gotten like a large following, and there's memes everywhere, and people are talking about it, making jokes, and it's a great time. And then this season comes, they drop it all at once, and crickets. Absolutely nothing. Like, and, and with Tiger and Bunny, like we just yeah. talked about earlier, I didn't even know that that I didn't even know that existed. And I, yeah. you know, I'm following anime, and you know, like nothing. Crickets. Absolutely nothing because you drop it all at once, and no one talks about it. You don't get word of mouth. You don't get this organic growth that yeah. comes with you know people talking about your show and trying to think about what comes next and. All this, and they just refuse to acknowledge this, and they're they're throwing money into a, a pit of fire. Tiger and Bunny works okay. Um, watched several episodes at a time, whereas JoJo's does not. Like, it's very easy to tire of JoJo's after an, a couple of episodes because it, it's so out there, it's so weird, and it's also a bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, I, I just it doesn't work in, in a binge model. Whereas you, an episode or two a week would be just fine. Um, and you know, what's really annoying is when they when they drop things, they if if it doesn't have a huge spike in viewership within the first couple of weeks, they just go and cancel it. At least that when it's the live action shows. I mean, I've given up even watching any of Netflix's live action shows because I just don't want to get invested in something only for right. it to be cancelled. Or Again, by the time I get around to watching it, it's already been cancelled. It's like, well, screw you guys. <laughs> they're not allowing their own things to grow and have a life, and like they're you you either they either have to be monster hits from the very beginning, which means that they have to put in a lot of money up front and they have to advertise a whole, like just a giant amount to get that in that instant spike or, or like, or they just immediately, if you, if you just, they'll cancel everything. You don't the only, get the organic growth of, of people watching your shows and talking about it. The only live action shows I've really watched this year, cause I watched very little has been foundation, which is on Apple, which came out weekly. I watched that with a friend. It was great. It was you know, lots to talk about, and uh, raised by wolves, which is I'm not really even sure what service that's on in the US, but it's definitely on Netflix. Uh, you know, and that's again a fantastic show, very thought provoking. Both of these shows, I do not think would have survived 
more than one season on Netflix because I just don't think they would have got the huge kind of hype figures they're looking for. These are the kind of shows that build up viewers over time via word of mouth. And and both of them have been renewed by their respective companies for extra seasons. I don't know what's happening with season three of Raised by Wolves, but um, I think you know Apple's talked about Foundation going for like eight seasons or something. Um, and it's such a beautiful looking show. I, I really hope they do keep making it. And I hope you know, I hope Netflix learns their lesson. <laughs> well, what's clear about Netflix, and we we get this from not just our observations, but what creators there have said, complained about when their shows got canceled, is that Netflix is obsessed with data to an to an excessive degree. Data yeah. is valuable. Looking at data, well, I don't who's watching I don't shows. To... It's valuable, but they're they're obsessed with it too much. They're like, you didn't hit these numbers, so we're just going to cancel you. Instead of yeah. like, well, let the show like go for a while, and it might pick up some steam. I I don't want to, but I don't want to just blame it like just solely on on looking at the data because it's it's, really, not, it's not the only problem, but that's part of the big problem. Like, look what they just did to their kids and family animation department. They just canceled a bunch of shit strictly on numbers. Right, but I think the it's, the problem isn't necessarily the num- it's the the numbers that they're specifically looking at is just like th- that they're looking for that insane spike in viewership, instant spike in viewership, and if it's not there, then they. They're, they're going to chop it, which doesn't make any sense. In no other form of, of entertainment do you want to have something that's instantaneous and that's it. You don't want, that, you, you want everything else to have kind of a growth of, of having people experience something and then they want to talk about it. Like well, with us, we need, if we want to have a podcast talking about anime, we want to be talking about you know, things that are currently airing as they go. If we had everything drop all at once, we wouldn't be able to talk about it any discussion because we would be all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. I also it's think weird. it's weird that Netflix not only does it not market stuff well enough and it, and it doesn't allow for word of mouth because it drops everything. They don't merchandise their stuff. Yeah. Which, which for animated shows, apparently it's very, it's very weird. Like that's a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney make a lot of their money back from production on merchandising. And like, Netflix doesn't even sell shit on disc a lot of the time. Yeah, I know if they had sold like my my what was it the Little Witch Academia, I would have bought that on disc. I would have bought Devilman Crybaby on disc. Um, but they, they, yeah, I know you don't like it, right? But there's something wrong with you. Um, but, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah. But and yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. It doesn't make sense. It's they're they're it's it's free marketing that they're deciding they're choosing not to use. But even stuff that does come out in disc, like uh, Kakagurui, is coming out with Sentai, but the, the, it's not even the Netflix dub. <laughs> they just went and redubbed it. That is it really cheaper. weird, right? It's much cheaper for them to redub it. They've got their own studio um, than, than paying Netflix's fees for the dub. I, I wonder what their contracts are like. Like, oh yeah, we wanted it for like six months, and then by the time they're ready to do the Blu-ray, I'm like, oh yeah, we don't have the rights, so you're going to have to do it again. That seems weird. Yeah. But I mean, Netflix, they've gone and cancelled a bunch of animation stuff. I mean, Netflix animation studios are now just essentially dead. Exactly. Including, like, the adaptation of Bone, which I was so excited for, because I love that comic. I really want Doro Hidoro to come back. To be fair, Netflix, it was just their turn to cancel the Bone adaptation. Like, every studio in Hollywood's done it at least once. (laughs) You guys, honestly, you guys should just really give up on that. We're never going to get a Bone movie. So we're gonna get a lot of bone movies, but not in this case. No, it's really stupid what they're doing. They they're focusing on all the wrong things, and they're losing people left and right because of it. 
yeah, they don't seem to understand why either. It's just like you raised your prices in when 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 your competition increased. It's like you're canceling shows people like because they didn't get this spike. Like you're gonna get introduce ads. Like these are all the wrong moves. Yeah. Instead of going two steps forward, one step back, they're going one step forward, two steps back. It's really stupid. All right. Well, hopefully they'll learn the lesson in two years when they're almost bankrupt and we'll get some better prices because HBO and Disney are eating their lunch. Hey. Uh, I mean, you know, Disney's got Moon Knight. So. Is that like the, the hit show of the season? It's a hit show in my house. Okay. And, and, and would you guess Moon Knight is getting released weekly on Disney? Yeah, and I'm super mm. hyped for it every week. And every after every episode, a whole bunch of people go online, and we all talk about what all that crazy shit that just went down and what's going to happen next. Which, of course, you can't do if all the episodes are there. Yep. I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. It's almost like it works. Yeah. Uh, as a counterpoint, most people that I know like binge watching shows. They don't really like doing the weekly thing. I like the weekly thing too, but uh, a lot of people actually do like that. So we'll see how it works for them. My wife hates the weekly thing, so if we want to watch an anime together, I have to wait until the whole thing finishes broadcasting and then watch it with her, because then means I don't be bothered. So. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's just, that's not kind of the majority. Most people are usually... I don't agree. Mo- Most people I know prefer to binge. Really? I think that, yeah, like nerds like us, we like the, the anticipation and we like the discussion, but a lot of people just want to just watch it and be done with it. Even a friend of mine who watches... Eh, almost as much as I do, he usually binge watches when a season's over. No. Yeah, I mean, it sure, might be better but... for those for those con- for those consumers. I don't I think, think it's the in the best interest of the studio, though. I really don't. Oh, not in the studio, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think uh, the majority of the people like watching Netflix do like to binge it. But I also I also feel like it's 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 kind of a uh, chicken meets the egg argument because those well, probably those people wouldn't know of the show if it wasn't being released weekly in the first place. People were talking about it, and then they'll be and then. People who would binge would be like, "Oh, okay, I hear what people are talking about this show, but I'll I'll wait till it's over." Whereas if you just drop everything all at once, there's no discussion, no one knows what's going on, and no, no one talks about it, and people are not as interested because they're not hearing anything about it from the people who are watching it weekly. That is true because the same friend is a bigger JoJo's fan than I am, and he didn't even realize it was out. <laughs> so exactly, so I, yeah. I had to tell him, like, "Dude, you haven't seen it yet? What?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, that's not great. So you right. you, you do need you on. do need that weekly mo- sorry right, last thing you do need that weekly model so that the bingers can hear about it. Anyway, sorry. I personally agree. Yes. Uh, let me see. Let's go with uh, Requiem. We got a a new adaptation to an old anime coming out. Well, sort of. Uh, remember Shaman King, which was a great anime from the, you know, the distant ago. past. Yeah. And then they did a remake of it for netflix just recently i think it was last year or so um, which was pretty good um they like pedaled to the metal right through like all of the uh material in that remake so the pacing some fans of the original show didn't like the pacing as much but it was still pretty good because it's still shaman king Mm -hmm. so they announced another uh shaman king anime uh once again but this time it's a uh Adaptation of Shaman King Flowers, which was a sequel manga to Shaman King that even I, a guy who loved Shaman King, didn't know existed. Apparently, it's set seven years after the end of Shaman King and stars uh, Yo and Anna's son. 
um, Hana, which is, I mean, you know, you name a boy Hana. Shaman Prince. Basically, yeah. So a lot of the characters return, and they're out, but now they're all adults. And this one follows, you know, their second generation, more or less. And I thought, I'm like, that's fascinating. I had no idea that existed. I, I'm super hyped for it. It was a manga or what? Yeah, it was a manga first, apparently. Like I said, I, I had somehow never heard it, that he made a sequel manga. But he made an entire uh, sequel manga that went like two years in uh, Jump X, apparently, um, about their son and like the next round of the Shaman King tournament. Is he named similarly? Like, are we talking a Naruto Boruto situation? No, his name is Hana, and his dad's name was Yo. So, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, I don't think they've said if it's going to be on Netflix this time. I'm really hoping this time it goes somewhere that's not Netflix. I dive for you all know, the I'll reasons we it. just talked about. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it on high dive. You know, high dive needs it. High dives a little engine that could against the massive Crunchymation steamroller. Crunchymation. But yeah, more Shaman King. That's cool. Give me more Shaman King. Apparently there is another spinoff uh, called The Superstar. I'm like, give me that one too. That one come before or after this one? That one apparently came after this one. Well, that, actually, this one is done. Uh, Shaman King Flowers, the, the sequel by the sun, is done. The spinoff is on hiatus. So that one's not done yet. The nice thing about adapting older stuff means you don't have to worry about filler. It's just just going to tell a story. It should be as good as possible. Well, that was the thing about the remake of Shaman King is that they cut all the filler stuff out and just went 100 miles an hour through the story. <laughs> not always the best. But... No, yeah, it, it, honestly, it wasn't. I think it really missed some of the uh, filler episodes. The same thing happened when they did uh, – Orphan, Sorceress Stabber Orphan, they remade it a couple, uh, like a year or two or so ago. Is they cut all the filler out of the remake, but without the filler, you didn't get the character development you needed. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't uh, always work. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the first few episodes really just fly right through it. Hunter Hunter, they fly right through the first arc, but then they get to the good stuff because they assume you watched the original. And then they spend 700 years in Chimera arc. Yeah. Chimera Ant. I still liked it though. I mean, I liked it, but I was also, by the end, I was just begging for it to be over. Mm-hmm. I strongly disliked it. As we yeah, yeah, I was going to say, don't get Gugsy started on Chimera Ant. What? <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Amazon is in talks to acquire the rights to a live-action Voltron project. Uh, I feel like just Voltron just keeps going. I feel like they've had, like, three modern cartoons or anime, and I've not seen any of them. The Netflix one was actually pretty good. Oh, okay. That one went on for multiple seasons, too, right? Oh, yeah, it was like four, I think. The eighth and final season of Voltron Legendary Defender animated series premiered on Netflix in 2018. Yeah, I mean, some of those seasons are pretty short, but it was... I mean, Voltron's really important to me. Like, it was one of... There's probably the first anime I ever watched. It was either that or Robotech. And it's, it's like wired directly to that childhood center of my brain. So whenever they they drop one of these new projects, I'm always like, this isn't going to be good. And usually it's not. But this one, the one for Netflix, actually did the characters justice. Was it, does it work in live action? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, did Pacific it. Rim work? It was entertaining. Uh, it had a lot of problems, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's what 
I imagine this will end up being. It'll be entertaining, and it'll be big robot goes burr, but I don't know if it's going to be good. Like, if they have good characters like the cartoon had, then that was, like, the main problem with the Pacific Rim. The mech stuff was awesome. But, like, what if you have that and good characters that it's fun to watch? So, we'll see. I mean, it's not impossible. I say we'll see, but, like, they tried making a live action in 2007 and 2012, and they both fell through. So, we'll see. Oh, yeah, no, been, this is one of those things that they've been trying to do forever. Like a live action Acura. Yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, if, if you think about it, like the Transformers franchise kind of just, like took that like niche or whatever they wanted to do with Voltron, sort of like big robot. Oh God, it was better than Transformers franchises. Yeah, well, yes, I and I like I like Voltron more than I like Transformers before all the Transformers stuff. But dude, you watch the first ten minutes of Bumblebee; it is exactly what you want as a Transformers fan. And then it's oh, no, like, Bumblebee, I actually really, really liked. Yeah. I loved that movie. And I was like, this is what it should have been from the beginning. And then they stopped making them. Like, they didn't continue. I'm like, oh, make one on Optimus. It just seems like the obvious no-brainer free money thing. But they didn't do it. Yeah, it was disappointing. Anyways. King Arthur or whatever. Oh, King yeah, Arthur I, and the Knights of the Round I Table? Did, I did not watch the last two Michael Bay movies. No. Oh, God, that fucking movie. Like, here's my magic sword, because the Transformers knew Merlin. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is this? It, like, Anthony Hopkins is in the movie cashing a check? Yeah. <laughs> On paper, it sounds great. Like, stupid great, but uh, in execution, it's horrendous. Yeah, I watched the first Transformers movie. I have got no recollection of anything that happened, and I was out after that. Sam Witwicky and you don't the remember hot lady Fox? fixing her car, and then Bernie Mac's there. Yeah, I'm gonna make a box. I'll tell you that. I yeah, yes. It's the only really memorable part of the movie. Let's be yeah, honest. Maytans are perverts. What did I say? There's the, yeah. there's one thing I always remember for that movie, and that's when like the evil Decepticon, who's shaped like a hot blonde girl, like gets on top of him. And I kept thinking, she's a transformer. She has to weigh like 750 pounds. Why isn't she smashing his pelvis? Movie magic. All right, doesn't work for me, man. Isn't that the I second think, movie? Anyway, sorry. Oh, that might have been the second movie, yeah. I just I remember it really bothered me. Uh, Dr. Kev, let's talk about something not Transformers. Hey. So, um, G-Kids, which is a distributor in the US, has acquired the North American rights for Nadia, Secret, Secret of Blue Water, which was Studio Gainax's very first TV show. So this was several years before Evangelion. Um, this is a really, really great show. I mean, it's come out before on um, on DVD, but this is a 4K restoration, so it's it should be super, super shiny. Um, I mean, they they did recently release Future Boy Conan, um, and this has got a kind of fairly kind of similar kids adventure fantasy vibe. I've watched some of this with my youngest son. We've not watched it all yet. I have it on DVD, which won't be as shiny as the 4K version. But uh, yeah, this is this is the show that broke uh, Hideki Anno's mind, um, which eventually caused him to create Evangelion, much to Rex's um, disgust. But yeah, it's it's nothing like Evangelion, apart from the fact the main character looks just like Shinji Ikari, except girl, because they have the same uh, the same uh, what do you call it? character designer uh, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto. So yeah, Rex, you should uh, look out for this. Oh yeah, I'm all over it. <laughs> yeah, N- Nadia is one that I've always in the back of my head being like, you know, I should probably check that out just like, just to see like the history 
and and it's and it's good, but I've never gotten around to actually watching it. Yeah, it's good. It, it's but it's quite juvenile. Um, especially the antagonists are kind of comedy bad guys. They're, they remind me a lot of uh, Team Rocket in <laughs> in Pokemon. <laughs> Stupid, um, but it, it's based on a lot of kind of Jules Verne type stuff. I mean, it has Captain. Yeah, uh, is it like a thousand leagues? Under Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially that, but anime, um, which so, is cool so, to me. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's it's a really good show. Uh, it was, you know, beloved in its time. Lots of people probably haven't heard of it. Now it's definitely worth checking out, though. I'm hoping that this restoration will come out in the UK as well. Anime Limited here usually gets most of the things that G Kids. Uh, gets and in fact, Future Boy Conan's coming out here very soon too, and I'm really excited to see that because it's uh, Hayao Miyazaki's uh, TV show from the 1970s, which looks great. Yeah, it's cool. I know G Kids; uh, they've localized a bunch of movies that I saw in theaters, and I feel like they just don't do a great job promoting their stuff. So hopefully, the word mm. will get out on this one. Yeah. Their home releases are really good. Yeah, they do quite a lot of good theatrical releases. I mean, a lot of um, don't they, don't they get Makoto Shinkai stuff? Um, and do they do they do Mamoru Hosoda's things as well? I'm not sure how it works in the US. I know that the things that I've seen had like three. I think they, I think they did Shirabako and Gintama, and they had like nobody. But maybe it's just because those properties are not super popular. Yeah, I'm sorry, dog. Nobody else went to see Gintama. You know, I was literally the only one in the theater, but. You guys are missing out. I mean, we might be. Yeah. Funniest shonen. Anyways, let's move on. That's all the news. Uh, let's talk about... You know what? The sun's coming out. The birds are in the air. It's time to talk about sports. Yeah! Sports! Men! You guys like balls? I love uh, balls. Yeah. And sticks. Well, I didn't ask you about sticks, pervert. Well, you have to have <laughs> sticks with the balls. No, you don't. Haikyuu don't have any sticks. Yeah, I know. I mean, we can go into different territories with that uh, topic, but we're going to talk about uh, some of our favorite sports anime or just like one-off episodes. And because I'm the host, I'm not going to go first. So I'm going to go with Requiem because you did not write down anything. Well, I I'm, not a, I'm not a big proponent of sports anime for the most part, but I would like – so I thought I'd point out my favorite sports episodes. Okay. So my like. My favorite anime thing, weird anime trope, is the baseball episode. Agreed. I fucking love random baseball episodes. And my two favorite are, are the legendary Samurai Champloo episode. Yep, yep. Of okay. baseball, which is deeply hilarious. And then the, one of the more recent ones, the Jujutsu Kaisen baseball episode, which is only like half the episode, but it's unbelievably funny. Okay. Like when every batter comes up, they get the little Chiron like from ESPN with the fact underneath them, and the fact's always hysterical. Now I only remember the panda one because he's like, oh, just wants to punch a zebra. But like, what was the <laughs> other ones? I don't remember. Some of them was like, like is still mad. Her mangoes went disappeared from the fridge and stuff like that. Recently discovered a love of mangoes is like the next one. Yeah, <laughs> and then like. They, yeah, what's his name? Uh, the uh, Toru, the big dude. He gets beamed right in the head, and everyone's like, "Yes, good. I'm glad that happened." The Samurai Shampoo one isn't that the one where like they play against like I guess Americans. Americans? Yeah, Americans. yeah. Well, uh, they get a bunch of I, American jokes off too at the same oh, time. That was basically an excuse for the creators to just unleash on American culture, basically. But it's a great 
great episode. Yeah. I, just, well, I remember the American dude being like, fuck them, like giving the finger. I'm like, I did not expect that in English. <laughs> and then like I remember like the old man comes up to play and like they insinuate that he dies and I guess the dog comes up and they're like ding they get like the little ding. It's like, oh the dog's dead too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was, the episode is so silly. Oh God, Samuel Champlou was great when it, it was at his best when he was doing stuff like that, or like the one with the the, the gay Dutch samurai. Oh no, gosh, I'm sure that still plays really well today. Yeah, it was still funny. Yeah, but the thing is, that show's also amazing when it's doing drama. Like maybe it's not as fun, but it's like oh, by the end when it gets really serious, it's really fucking good. But yeah, no, like baseball episodes. That's the those are the best. Also, shout out to D Space Star Trek D Space Nine for the best live action random baseball episode. Go on. Well there's there's an episode where like there's a running theme through the show where Captain Cisco, the, the main character of that se- of that series, loves baseball, even though baseball's kind of a niche like thing in this point in human history. So at some point uh, a Vulcan captain on a ship who has like a rivalry with him challenges into baseball because he wants to, to beat him at something that he loves. So you get a baseball episode where one team is made of Vulcans and the other team is just the, all the rest of the cast on the ship. Like Worf is out there. They saw like, he's like, let me get some chatter in the infield. And Worf's like death to the opposition. <laughs> nice. It, it's the best, like, like fucking, um, Quark is out there. They, they got Armin Sherman out there in his full makeup in a baseball uniform. <laughs> it's fucking, oh god, I love that episode. It's always it's always baseball spinoffs for some reason. It just works so well because and in baseball it lets you have all those little individual moments of like batter versus hitter or whatever, so you get a chance to like really highlight all the characters. Yeah. They did that really well with Doro Hidoro, though I'm going to be honest, I don't really remember too much of what happened, but I remember being funny, uh, and I remember B&A a little more vividly because I made my friend watch. Just a re- He'd never seen B&A at all. Brave, uh, Brave New Animal. A new animal. Yeah. yeah, he'd never seen it at all. I'm like, can we just watch this one random, it's like episode five, do you mind? Just, don't worry about it. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure like this is a, a trigger anime, but it's not directed by Hiroyuki Yamaishi, who does... Kill a Kill and Promare, but I'm almost positive he helped work on it because you could just see his storyboards in motion, the way he animates, like um, the the Teddy the like I, I don't know if his name was Winnie the Pooh or they were just calling him that, but like he does his pitch ridiculously slow, and she just like like her her arms just like just get gorilla like, and she just slams <laughs> that ball right into his face, and it's just the stupidest thing ever. I mean, Trigger's got a history, like because FLCL had another great baseball episode. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that worked at FSCL, uh, they were like key animators that are now directors at Trigger. So yeah, they definitely, they're familiar. Is is that show good? I never actually saw it. I think BNA is good. It just really yeah. speeds up too much towards the end. They don't really have a good payoff to the ending. But overall, I think it's fun. It has the same bad guy as Prumere, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty similar. <laughs> looks the same. He's got the same kind of uh, motivation as well. High-pitched voice, though. <laughs> hmm. He doesn't have that, though. It's good fun, and the soundtrack's pretty cool as well. Not Sawano, so you could tell it's not mm. the Maishi, because the Maishi always gets Sawano, or at yeah. least almost always. Well, yeah. let's talk about... I mean, about... what Trigger show doesn't have a good soundtrack, though? Does Kiss good question. have a good soundtrack? 
I think so. I don't remember Kiz Niver's soundtrack. I don't remember the soundtrack, but the opening was awesome. Yeah, the yeah, opening was incredible. really good. Yeah. I love that show, by the way. It got a lot of crap. and A lot of people still rank it low on Trigger's list, but I loved Kiz Navy. Yeah, I so like that show. Navier. People expected another Kill a Kill, I think. They're just like, what is this? That's why. It was a good show. It's fine. It's just good. Not my favorite, yeah. but it's good. Definitely better than that other one uh, that they teamed up with A1, uh, Darling the Franks. <laughs> oh, I don't even count that one. Man, great, great first episode, uh, great recap episode. Everything else, just like ooh. really good character designs. I really like um, the girl. What the what's her name again? Zero uh, one. Yeah, well, zero two, isn't it? Zero two, right? Zero she two, was yes. a great character. She deserved yeah. a better show. She did, yeah. That's not sports. Let's talk about sports. Uh, talk about ping pong. I really like ping pong. What do you think, Gugsy? I really I, I pick ping pong as a spoiler alert. Thank you. For, thank oh, you for that. I'm sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> Cut that out and post. Uh, table uh, tennis. Yeah, I just it's it, it's a fucking awesome show, and it, it's it's um, Masaki Yuasa is an acquired taste. I know Rec hates his, his style, but that it's so it's so it's so fluid and. You know, all of the, the characters, there's so much character development. You have so many different archetypes that they're working with. You have sort of the, the prodigy. Of course. You have two different prodigies, really, as the, yeah. kind of the main, the main characters. And they're prodigies in different ways. Um, and they explore that. Then you have, you know, the, the favorite. Um, you have two different sorts of favorites who are, have immense, intense pressure. And it's, again, pressure in, in many different ways. And it's just... It really explores all of that, and uh, you know the person who kind of who was really good at the sport but lost their way. Um, you have several different rivals. It's it's awesome. Yeah, if you like Domain Crybaby, check out Ping Pong. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really really connect mm-hmm. the two it was solely solely on their visual style, maybe. But it's not the same thing. I specifically remember loving that ending. I don't usually watch anime endings, I'm not going to lie. I'm usually like, eh, this is whatever. But I watch that every week. Just like they're driving on the highway, and you have like the bird flying. And it's just, it's very, like, you look at stills, and you're like, oh, it's an ugly show. But like in motion, it's like a kind of a beautiful show. What, what Yuasa is able to do with motion in anime is unlike anything else that's, uh, that's in, the, in the medium. I kind of went off on a dude that was in my stream. He's like, oh, I thought Random Sakuga was when the the animation got real bad. I've seen some stills. I'm like, no. I was like 10 minutes. I'm just like, that is not, you're supposed to watch it in motion. Just like, mm. so but Is yeah. this streaming anywhere? Because I, I really want to see this show. I've, I've never seen it. I think it, it was I on Crunchyroll at some point, but I don't know if it still is. Yeah, I think it's, it kind of, it's in a gray area, I feel like. It was airing, and then it's, not, it's kind of off and on. Yeah, the Blu-rays are unfortunately out of print in the UK, so uh, it'll be streaming or other means if I'm to watch this. No, we don't talk about those here. (laughs) We do not speak of these. But yeah, I I really like Ping Pong, and then we already talked about Birdie Wing, obviously. I don't know of any other golf anime off the top of my head. I couldn't think of one. Yeah, I I, I tried Googling it a while back when we first talked about it. I can't find any. Uh, Dr. Kev, what do you have? I've watched a grand total of two sports anime ever, uh, one of which is showing this season, which is Birdie Wing, which I think is great. Um, the, the, the one that I watched was a few, couple of years ago, which is Stars Align, which is about tennis, or soft tennis, whatever that is. 
Um, and I didn't like it for the fact that it had sports, but because it was about the characters and it was really interesting, it had like really dark stuff like family problems and child abuse and things, and it was really, really interesting. And then it ended on an utterly brutal cliffhanger because the company that was financing it removed the funding for the second season. <laughs> so, um, I, I really, yeah, it was meant to be 24 episodes, they were only able to produce 12. It was an anime original show as well. It was just, it was so compelling, such a great show. And, you know, if I knew that other sports anime were as good as that one, I would probably watch more. Um, but I just don't care about the sports themselves, so I don't know if you guys can recommend me something. Um, what sport was Stars Align? It's soft tennis, whatever that right. is. Yeah, Tennis, but hey, soft. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, do you remember doing uh, Battery? Oh my god, Battery. <laughs> Battery is the sh- I, I I used to blog weekly about certain shows. Battery is the one that broke me. I just I stopped I I stopped blogging entirely. That show fucking sucked. Oh, Battery was a-, a baseball anime and it was awful, awful, <laughs> awful. Ugh. Yeah, I've seen a couple of bad baseball anime, or like one that was okay, which was like a bunch of girls. And it was like olden times, made a baseball team. I remember almost nothing about oh, yeah, it. Girls Taisho Baseball Club. Or I think that's the one. And then there was another one a little more recently where the animation just went to shit real quick, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like it was real bad. I, it was another. I was one asking you about things that I want to watch, not the things that no, are no, going to break. I have me. two good ones. Okay, so okay. I'm pretty sure I thought I talked to. Gugsy about cross game. It's really good baseball. Yeah. Oh, cross game is good. Cross, cross game is very good. Now, now cross game you will not be able to find. It's it's not legally available. Yeah. So, so um, based on the it. manga by Mitsuru Adachi, I think it probably is. Um, I know the one you mean. Yeah, cross game is very good. I've read some of that guy's comics. So yeah, if you if you like the character driven story of coming of age type of story mm-hmm. and relationships between the characters is really well done. Um, but if you want some really good shonen, I would say check out Haikyuu, because I recently like watched through I know, like, four seasons in like yeah. the last couple of years, and it's just really fun. It's they go, they you know, they train up, they get better, they go to tournaments. I'm not going to spoil any of it, but it's you know they have a couple of seasons, so uh, it's just really good shonen, and they like exaggerated ass characters with ridiculous shots. Like if that's what you're looking for, then Haikyuu is really good. Um, and I know like, um, basketball ones too, but I've never checked those out. Well, I mean, Slam Dunk is is a classic. Um, it's worth watching, I guess, if you're into that kind of old school stuff. Is that I was thinking basketball or that different one or something? No, those are different. Okay, I've read the manga for Slam Dunk. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, the anime was pretty good. I would recommend uh, Bamboo Blade. I don't know if you ever saw that. That was a, ken- a girl's kendo uh, team anime. It's actually pretty fun. Oh, I vaguely remember that one. I think. Yeah, yeah, that one's really fun. It's a little, it's still sports, but it's you know it's a little off the stick and ball path. Well, I guess it still sticks. Yeah, the pro- I, <clears throat> I tried I tried watching Slam Dunk a long time ago, and the problem I had is just it, as a fan of basketball, like they, they, it's just not it's it's not easy to actually animate basketball, and you know I'm on my TV right now. I'm watching playoff basketball, so. And it's, it's it, this is just presented the best way to to watch, and it, you're just you're limited, and so that would disappointed me. Yeah, just with like the, with ping pong, slam dunk appears to be unable to stream in the UK. Bastards. Mm. Oh. Bamboo Blade's got to be available on Crunchyroll. I don't know. 
Speaking of uh, being able to animate, sports are inherently things where people are constantly in motion, which is why I think baseball and volleyball work well, because a lot of times they're just standing there and you get like really great shots or like a nice run or just like swinging a bat, doing a spike. Um, But yeah, basketball where everyone's just constantly moving, that must be like really hard to. Or soccer. Soccer is another one that they try and it just it doesn't really work. More characters on the field. Yeah. Everyone's moving. Doc, do you know anything about American football? Uh, no, other than it's not real football. Okay, well, then you might like Ice Shield 21 because the creators of that show didn't know anything about it either. Excellent. Yeah, Bamboo Blade is not on Crunchyroll in the UK because obviously nobody in the UK likes sports anime, so Crunchyroll oh, just doesn't like awesome. any of them. That's a shame. I like that show. Oh, well. Yeah, Ice Shield 21 is... It's not a good show, but it, it, I always found it really amusing because it was not remotely... American football correct at all? <laughs> yeah, that that is on Crunchyroll, and it's got like a hundred and forty-five episodes or something. It's long, yeah, yeah, a lot of sports anime like that. Like Haikyuu's got five thousand episodes or so, right? It's hundred something, maybe I forget. Kroko's basketball had that many too, I think. Because that one, well, that one had multiple seasons. As, well, Crunchyroll has Haikyuu. So it has the anime that shows in the UK of the sport that nobody in the UK actually wants to watch, which is American football. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not true. People go to those games in London. We have, <laughs> in London. We have rugby here, which is much better. I do love rugby. Or now, there's, there's an, there is a sport that has never gotten a good anime. Every rugby anime has been crap. I was going to say they, they've tried. It's, none of them have been very good. Like All Out was painful. Do people even play rugby in Japan? That's surprising. They do. They do. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They're not great enough, at it. <laughs> enough for them to have a, at least a half dozen different uh, rugby anime. Wow. Okay. You know, it just actually occurred to me. Um, does Yuri on Ice count? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's a sport, right? Yeah. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Okay. I think a lot of people like that one. That's an Olympic yeah. sport, so I, you can't say it doesn't count. It's true. If badminton counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why do we badminton. have so many badminton anime now? I only watched the one recent-ish one. Sour yeah. Men's Club? Hanebato? Hanebato I watched, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that was like the first one, and now we've got one almost every season. Hmm. I don't know, maybe it's gotten big. Maybe this will be the, 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 the nugget for uh, more golf anime. Oh yeah, Birdie, if Birdie does well, we'll get some more Venus line, Venus line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think God. that's a, I think that's a perfect way to end this. Yeah, yeah please, please end it. Please cut it, it right there. Yes, <laughs> line. Uh, but if you want to put this in post, thank you. I this is Ivan Mink. Thank you, Doctor Kev. Doctor, thank you, Gugsy. Thank you, Requiem. Thank uh, you, Doctor Gugsy. That's what I like. Doctor Gugsy. <laughs> yeah, leave it in. All right, bye. <laughs>